everyone, this is the Parks Academy, where we discuss and celebrate all things theme parks related. We focus mainly on Disney parks and resorts in both Anaheim and Orlando. My name is Paige. My name is Steven. And today we will be continuing our mini-series about the history of popular Disney snacks. We are. We are, we are, we are. It's going to be fun. I'm excited about this one. I'm excited too. The people really cared about this one too. I think so, yeah. We're going to do popcorn this go-around. Popcorn slash popcorn buckets. Yeah, I have a million questions about popcorn buckets, so I'm hoping that you have a million answers for me. Hopefully I do. Yeah. But first, what are you excited about this week? I am excited about... You hit me... That's usually what I... I usually ask you that. I know, because I'm usually prepared. Oh, and you're not prepared. No, I am prepared. Okay, I see. I just wanted to try to I see. switch it up and see Catch if you were... Catch me off my rhythm, which you I know did. what you're not excited about this week. Yeah, I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to... Wait, what is it? You are not excited about the fact that the Disney outlet we talked about last oh, week... Oh, yeah. ...was closed. Like, yeah. like permanently yeah. closed. The two sign things. was gone. So two the whole store was gone. I said on social media that we were going to talk about the Star Cruiser, but we have a lot to talk about with snacks today. So that might just be like a Patreon episode. So... Plug for that. If you want to hear about what we think uncensored, um, not like swearing uncensored, but like unfiltered thoughts, maybe we'll do that. Um, but yeah, the other thing, like you said, is the um, we were in Hershey Park uh, yesterday on on Saturday, and uh, we got in uh, after we left around like two thirty in the afternoon. Three, we drove over to the outlets there, and the Disney store was abandoned, gone, no sign, boarded up, nothing was there. Weird. It was crazy. It had we closed like a few days there. before. Yeah, it closed last weekend. I looked it up after we drove by it. So um, the nearest one was 40 minutes away in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and we drove there to go check it out. And uh, fortunately, we got our fix in of a yeah. Disney outlet, but I just could not believe it was gone. I know. What on earth, man? I know. We had just discovered it like a month and a half ago, and poof, there it went. Poof. Um, the good news is the Lancaster one is still it's still not decently far. within driving distance. So, right. um, however, what I am excited about is today, as soon as we're done recording this, which is Sunday, the twenty first of May, um, we are going to be going to see Guardians of the Galaxy three, volume three, finally. Woo! Um, we watched Ant Man. And the Wasp Quantumania the other night. I watched about 75% of Ant-Man and then I watched uh, my eyelids. C minus, two and a half out of five stars, I think. It was not my favorite film. Not and I am, either. as you all know, very heavily suffering Marvel fatigue. So I'm hoping, I've heard such good things about Guardians 3 that I'm really hoping that this uh, movie is uh, really good. I don't have any, um, I haven't been, you know, spoilered for it. I haven't received. We have not been spoiled. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I'm looking forward to. That's what I'm excited about is seeing a Marvel movie that hopefully puts my faith in Marvel again. Yes, for sure. What I am excited about this week is the American Idol finale. Because one, I think this season of American Idol has some of the best talent we've ever seen on American Idol. Don't they say that every year? I. For this specific year, what I'm going to say, though, is every single person that made it to whatever it was, the top 26, because they couldn't even narrow it down to 25. Yeah. Every single one of those 26 people deserved to make it all the way. Whereas usually every season you have like five standouts and everybody else is like 
couple well, of stinkers. Well, somebody's got to make it to the live yeah, shows, right? Sure. But this year, I feel like every single person was so, so good. And my favorite from the auditions, Iam Tongi. Mm-hmm. I really, really hope he wins. I desperately hope he wins. I think that he will. I think that America just loves him. But I really, really hope he wins. I think he's so deserving and I he's so, so too, sweet. Yeah. His he's little story. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, I hope he wins as well. That'd be great. So that's what I'm excited about this week. Okay. Um, is there any other front matter that we should talk about? Any other news? Anything that's come up? Or There's that... so much Disney news that has come up. I just feel like I know. we would need like a separate little like short episode about all the things and all yeah. of our opinions. Let's see how this goes. Maybe we record a second one afterward. Yeah. Just depending. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. All right. All right. Um, just really quick before I get started into the snacks, I just did want to say um, thanks to our sponsor, Deep Cut. Sometimes I mention them uh, at the end of the show, but I just wanted to give them a quick shout out. 10% off um, your first order with the code TPA10. Um, and also thanks to all you guys who are listening. And uh, without further ado, let's jump into some popcorn. So today we are talking about popcorn and popcorn buckets. I was just telling Stephen, there is so much history about popcorn that I did all my research. I took all my notes and then I had to go back and cut out nearly half of it. I kid you not. Like I was sitting doing all this research and I was like, there's way too many things to talk about with popcorn. Why is there so much stinking history about popcorn? I don't get it. So first, we'll start with um, popcorn. Everybody knows what popcorn is, of course. But corn itself started as a wild grass in southwestern Mexico. So probably not surprising that it comes from um, Central and South America primarily. Around 9,000 years ago, it was believed to have been cultivated as a domestic crop. So it's very, very old in terms of its origins. And then in 2012, archaeologists in Peru actually discovered 6,700-year-old corn cobs where the corn, where the kernels had been puffed. Whoa. And so they feel like this is the earliest evidence we have of popcorn, which 6,700 years ago, there's physical evidence of popcorn. Fascinating. This has got to be the oldest snack ever. Yeah, right. Except for like people munching on grass. Well, yeah. But I mean, it's not that much different. You just you, you mean heat like, up the grass. Yeah, you mean like snacks, not just like right. food that we would snacks, get out of trees snacks. and stuff. Yes, yeah. for sure. Um, so all across North and South America, corn was a standard crop. And you had all of these indigenous tribes. If they didn't, if that particular tribe didn't grow corn, they most likely traded it with another tribe. Early popcorn was probably much like parched corn, which if you're not sure what parched corn is, it's made by cooking the dried kernels, usually in just a frying pan. And parched corn as it sounds like, usually has a lower water content. So it was most likely this method that's a predecessor to corn nuts, um, less so than popcorn because it's unable to pop since there's no moisture in it. So the popcorn that we know today is because of thousands of years of these indigenous tribes perfecting the recipe. Um, A few particular strains of corn are used It's grown, then it's cured on the stalk, it's picked, and then it's dried until it contains precisely 14% moisture, 
Do I know how they make sure that it's 14% moisture? No, I do not. <laughs> I was going to say, if you knew that, that'd be But that's bonkers. very particular. Yeah, okay. Um, the reason for that moisture, however, is that when it's heated, the moisture expands, and that's how we get the popcorn to be fluffier, which is what sets it apart from, like, the parched corn. So that's sort of the early, early origins of how we got the idea for popcorn. What kind of changed all of this and revolutionized it started in the mid-1800s because then we had the steel plow, which really changed Midwestern agriculture. It could cut through tough crops, and so corn, and therefore popcorn also, became known as prairie gold (laughs) since it was such a cash crop for places like Nebraska, Iowa, Indiana, all of those states that really produced the majority of the corn. And then popcorn had previously been popped in a pot over a fire, mm-hmm. which is what you would think pretty of. Pretty much, yeah, what you would pretty do Pretty standard until 1875 when Frederick J. Myers from Kentucky patented a corn popping device that had a handle that wouldn't get hot. Yeah. Because as you know, if you have a pot that you're using in the kitchen, um, either you have to... Mm-hmm have a handle that is yep. not going to burn yourself or you have to use like oven mitts or something. Yep. And so mm-hmm. it was sort of revolutionary. That was the first time anyone did something like that, huh? I believe so. Interesting. Because it was specifically made um, so that you wouldn't have that hot handle to burn yourself. You wouldn't have to wait for it to cool down. That's fascinating. You could just okay. remove it. Yep. Then in 1885, an electric machine was then created that would pop corn in oil. Mm-hmm. And so that's more Which is similar. like what you would do today is Correct. put in oil. Yeah. Yep. And then eight years after that, they added a contraption to that machine that mm-hmm. would also butter and salt the popcorn too. Cool. So if you think about the machines that you see in movie theaters and things like yeah. that, it all started in I just, 1885. Get me to the cinema right now because I want popcorn. And I'm. we have a couple of hours till our movie starts. I know. So I'm, what a perfect episode to be having i'm gonna be munching so hard on pot it's gonna be one of those situations for me at guardians where like it's already gone by the time the trailers start yes it will be you'll have to get the large one oh yeah for sure big time okay so that is sort of what got us into the more modern era of popcorn now when we think about popcorn we think about movie theaters we think about street vendors we Mm -hmm. think about fairs and sporting events yep But also, we have to think about when it became commercialized and Mm -hmm. when it started getting into people's homes. So early commercial popcorn brands started in the 1880s. All of this stuff is super old. Interesting. I never would have thought. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense hearing about Mm. all of the technology, quote unquote, that they use for it. It's it's pretty antiquated. But like back in the old days, I don't don't know if you're going to bring this up, but like Jiffy Pop is not really technology as much as it is just... Right. Exactly. That's the whole thing. It's like what they were doing was very simplistic, Mm -hmm. but it seems so revolutionary. Just heating up metal with oil and corn. Right. Exactly. Which is why it can be 9,000 years old because it's really not that crazy. I feel like I don't, I'm sure there's no record of this, but I feel like the first popcorn was accidental. Probably. Where it's like something got spilled on the corn and then it was a really scorching day. And they were like, wow. And just pop, 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 pop. And, and then you're like, hmm, I wonder yeah, what it tastes like. Exactly. Right. I, that's, I would imagine that that's probably what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Because they would have had to, you know, boil their water to yep. make sure that it was safe. Mm-hmm. And so they, you know, heat up whatever they find and cook and mm-hmm. kill and eat. Yep. Like they, they dropped the corn kernels in there too. Could you imagine like thinking about people in 6,700 or 7,000 years ago, like just hearing them all crunching on popcorn in their little homes? <laughs> 
or just sitting in nature around a fire. You know, that was really great sounding. Big old just grabbing handfuls of popcorn yeah. like monsters. I know it's which so will weird. be me in a couple of hours. Right, it's so weird, but it's so much different because we're sitting in an air conditioned theater. So how, look how far we've come. Look how far we've come. Um, there were several other patents that also kind of revolutionized things. Um, in the late 1800s, early 1900s, like somebody had made a syrup that was added to the kernel so that they wouldn't stick together. They started um, experimenting with flavors for popcorn, which is like Stephen's least favorite thing in the world. He hates when it gets cute. I only like, um, we, we can talk about it, but there's only one that I like that's cute. Well, we are going to talk about it. Don't you worry. Okay. Um, and then handheld poppers as well. The little ones that like come in the little pack um, where you just hold the handle. Like a, yeah, like a Jiffy Pop. Correct. Mm -hmm. Just like a Jiffy Pop. Um, in 1896 is when we got Cracker Jacks, so they started getting experimental with adding popcorn and peanuts, and those were coated in molasses. And then between 1920 and 1930 is when movie theaters started to become a big thing. They started popping up everywhere. And so street <laughs> they, vendors- What did they do? They were popping up everywhere. Thank you. Did you like that pun? Thank you. Yeah. Was that You're on welcome. purpose? Or was yes. That... Okay. Of course. I love a good pun. You should have put a little more zazz on it then if it was intentional. Well, I use puns so often, I don't have to accentuate them. They gotcha. just come naturally. Sorry. Sorry about that. Um, so as you could imagine, all of these street vendors started taking advantage of the fact that movie theaters were everywhere. So they would camp out in front of the movie theaters. Now, here's the interesting thing that you probably didn't know is early movie theaters wanted to be known as like fancy upper class kinds of places for people. They wanted champagne. They wanted people dressed to the nines. So as you can pretty much gather, mm -hmm. they did not want greasy street food. Right. Therefore, they banned snacks in theaters. Okay. I've never had alcohol in a theater before. I've had the opportunity, but I've never done it. Really? Yeah, because um I have several times. A Coke and and a popcorn and a popcorn sound better to me than like a beer. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Um so after the ban of snacks in theaters, we then enter kind of the Great Depression era, right? So we're into the 1930s and in, then into the 1940s. And popcorn was such an affordable snack for people that movie theaters kind of caved. And we're like, okay, we, we want people to come into our theaters. We don't want to exclude anybody. Everybody's down on their luck. Everybody's having a hard time. And sure. popcorn was a nice, easy snack. It was 10 cents a bag. Mm -hmm. It was a really easy thing for people to um, be able to enjoy, even when yeah. they didn't have much money. Okay. Then in the 1940s, with the rise of television in America, microwaves started entering the scene, as we talked about last week, into mm -hmm. the mid-century yep. and really grew in popularity as we got to the 70s and 80s. So it was a great healthy snack for people because, you know, when you think of the 80s, you also think of like the fitness boom and yeah. everybody doing sure. like workouts and aerobics in mm -hmm. malls and in their homes. Yep. And popcorn is and can be such a healthy snack. It can be. And so it was sure. really they tried to capitalize on that by mm -hmm. marketing that to people as well, okay. that it was just a light, healthy snack for gotcha. people. Um, and in 1984, it then became a standard pantry item because before that. Popcorn that was sold to people in their homes actually had to be refrigerated 
Even microwavable popcorn had mm-hmm. to be refrigerated. And then Pillsbury released a version in the 80s as well that needed to be frozen. Okay. So it wasn't until 84 that they came out with the standard pantry item that you just, everybody has now okay. that we all have access to. Um, and then Orville Redenbacher came on the scene and he's sort of the big name that we yes. think of with standard right. pantry popcorn. Right. And the last thing I have about the history of popcorn itself is now when we think about popcorn, I think mm-hmm. it's just as common, if not more common, for people to buy pre-popped bags yeah. of things like yeah, kettle corn or um, regular popcorn. Mm-hmm. Um, there's all kinds of different flavors. I know like when we buy it, sometimes they have the Himalayan sea salt or whatever. Like yeah. they try to make these healthier yeah. options for people, but I see them everywhere at the grocery store. I think yeah. it's a pretty common thing to also have the pre-popped bags. So we've come a long way from yeah kernels in oil so over a flame let's talk about disney then so let's talk about disney let's get into it this episode is brought to you by deep cut deep cut are makers and purveyors of handcrafted extremely high quality record storage and displays shelving slip mats coasters and so much more we love these guys they're based out of minnesota and they've been sponsoring the show for some time now but we've actually had deep cut in our home for years One of the first things that we got from them were actually our uh, flip record display shelves and their floating U-shelves that we just absolutely love. Uh, Their U-shelves are beautiful. We have the walnut walnut ones that are actually in our bedroom and hold some plants, some photo frames, uh, some books, things like that. And also we have their flip record display shelves in our sitting room uh, where our record player is and we have all of our favorite albums um, easily accessible and, and ready to see at any given time. Um, I, I can't really say enough about how much we, we really love Deep Cut. Um, they're such a great company. Their philosophy is quality and, handcraftsman, uh, and handcrafted products first. And uh, it's, it's just one of those places where when you get your package, when you get your stuff from Deep Cut, you, you can just tell immediately when you pull it out. Like you, can smell, um, <laughs> you can smell the wood. You can feel like the quality of it as you are, um, as you're kind of uh, pulling everything out and taking a look at your new products. It's it's unbelievable. And frankly, it's it's unrivaled. Um, we have, as the Parks Academy, a very special promo code. You can use the code TPA10 at checkout and you will get 10% off your first order at Deep Cut. Listen, guys, I, I, I really got to tell you, um, you can go ahead and apply this to anything um, from their brand new tabletop uh, record stand, which I highly recommend. Uh, their wall cubes, like I said, their, uh, their flip record display shelves, their amazing turntable coasters. And um, also I love, I, I, I keep saying this, but I love their uh, floating new shelves. I'm such an advocate and, a, uh, and, and someone who um, just loves these products and will, will, will tell it to everyone. I'm not saying this because they sponsor the show. I mean this. Um, we actually got their coasters not that long ago. And one of my favorite things about it is uh, that there's a detail in the middle of the record that says, listen to music the hard way. Um, again, I just, you know, their, their passion for quality and aesthetics and, and, and bringing forward a really great product is, is undeniable. So again, if you go to their website and you type in TPA10, you are going to get 10% off your first order. Thank you again so much to Deep Cut for sponsoring the show and being a part of the Parks Academy. And now... Back to the show. So, when do you think popcorn started in Disneyland? I actually know. I didn't look it up. I actually know the answer. You know the answer. It's an opening day snack. 
Yes, it is. It was like July something. It was it was 1955. I know that for sure. They had it on opening day. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Are you sure? Yeah. What What did you What do you have to say? In the 60s. Um. We'll have to fact check. We this are gonna have to fact check because this. two sources I sa- I saw said that it started in the 60s in Disneyland. Are you finding that it was an opening day snack? Yeah, it was. It was July 17th, 1955. Um, popcorn has been a beloved uh, snacking staple of Disneyland Park since the opening. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Where did you get? Th- I mean, I, it's no big deal. But I sent you all my sources. I didn't look at them because I don't want to spoil it. No, myself. no, no. But I just sent them I to just, you to put in the yeah, show notes. But I just, but... I'm almost positive that I knew that this is fun. This is a little behind the scenes. You know, this we're not perfect. Um, and I... I, there's only so many ways that I can cross-check because the sources other recall, than checking multiple sites. No, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And if you recall, like, there was those little... Remember recently they had those... Um, This is jumping all over the place, but they had, like, those little blue popcorn containers in Disneyland for the throwback. Correct. It was an homage to, like, the opening day. Like, not maybe not opening day, but very, very early um, boxes. I know the popcorn was very early on in so the parks. So here's what I know. Okay. And it does kind of line up with what you just said. Is that it started in Disneyland in the 60s and Walt was famously eating popcorn in the Disneyland After Dark special in 1963. Mm-hmm. And it started really taking off after that. Okay. that I mean, that makes sense. But I do feel I, that that makes total sense. And it, back, I mean, whether it was opening day or not, it was sold in those cardboard boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have buckets or character buckets or any of that stuff. And the cardboard boxes primarily were just for advertising new rides or shows that were available in Disneyland. Okay. I think I see. Are you um, seeing that? I think I see what you're talking about. Yeah. So you're saying that it was the 1963 special. Walt uh, made popcorn a staple at his parks. Correct. Um, that's yes. That's all true, and that's good. But yeah, it it started in um it started in 1955. So it wasn't okay. opening day. Okay. Opening day thing. So but it may have not really taken snack. off until people saw him eating it. Correct. Um. Yeah. Because they may have said like this isn't this isn't unique to Disney. Do you know what I mean? Right, exactly. And there was nothing that made it special or different than any other event or sporting game or movie or anything else that they So when they were in Disney, they were trying to get things that might be more unique or special. Um okay, interesting. Great. What are you finding? Um yeah, I was just thinking, I was just trying to think back to, and I could be wrong about this, but I, I was just trying to think back to whether or not when Walt was watching his daughters and he was on the park, park bench um, um, in Missouri, kind of like watching his daughters play, the, or maybe he was in Los Angeles at the time, thinking mm-hmm. like we need to have something like this for, um, you know, for families and like Correct. when, when um, Disneyland was conceived. Was he eating popcorn? I, I feel like he remember. might. I feel like for some reason, when he was in Griffith Park, that for for some on the reason bench eating popcorn. Yeah, I don't know. I could be I completely know. wrong about that, but for some reason, that's sparking with we'll me. We'll have to figure that out. We'll have to figure it out. Okay. So regardless of whether it was fifty-five or the sixties, um, we just had those cardboard boxes, right? And mm. then when we did start to introduce popcorn buckets, just standard popcorn buckets, not the character buckets that we know today. They were non-refillable. And so it was just the scoop that you got. And it was then when they started making them refillable, it was for pass holders only, annual pass holders. And now anytime you buy a popcorn bucket, it is refillable for your whole stay, but it just costs you $2 to refill it. 
So once you buy the popcorn bucket now, anybody can buy it. You don't Mm -hmm. have to be an annual pass holder. Thank goodness. You can refill it for $2 and as many times as you want um, Mm -hmm. from pretty much any popcorn thing. So in the 90s, we had just plastic containers and Tokyo Disney made collapsible buckets and fabric carriers for the buckets. Mm -hmm. They got really cute with it. Yeah, Tokyo does a lot of like really cool innovative stuff like that. They do. They're really on top of it with the innovation. Um, And then in 2010, the very first character popcorn bucket debuted. And do you know what that was? I actually am pretty sure I do know this and I did not look it up. Okay. What do you think? Wasn't it a snowman? It was a snowman. Good job. So it was a snowman Mickey. Uh So Mickey Mouse snowman bucket with an unfolding top hat. So that way you could share Mm -hmm. the popcorn. I think I knew that because there's just been so much about, like, I did a lot of research on, like, the Figment popcorn bucket. and Correct. When yes. they had all these new ones coming out, you know, for, like, Correct. the 50th and stuff like that. So I think I just came across it at some point or another. So what I did not realize is character popcorn buckets didn't start until 2010. Yeah, yeah. Which is why it makes sense that we are so confused as to how they grew so quickly because when we were kids, they didn't even exist. Right. When I was a kid, they didn't have, I knew that they had, like, the little plastic like the you know, buckets, circular ones right. that had like images and characters on Correct. them, which we'll get to it. But I, I, I've had an experience with a popcorn bucket and I did not prefer it, a character bucket. And yes. I did not like it. Uh-huh. So. Yes. And then we get to 2013 and Star Wars popcorn buckets completely took over. You had the really famous R2-D2, mm-hmm. Darth Vader. They had a Millennium Falcon one. They had several. So they yep. were huge in 2013. Mm-hmm. In 2015 is when we got those famous balloon-themed popcorn buckets, the Mickey balloons, and they had them in green, blue, red, purple, and yellow, and that was to celebrate Disneyland's 60th anniversary. So that was when it became super trendy. Yes. Um, Social media was really starting to pick up at this point, and so I think that really changed the way that people saw Disney snacks and merchandise, Mm -hmm. as we've talked about in several other capacities, but... When we're talking about popcorn buckets and character buckets, I think that has only um, exacerbated how many people really want to get these character buckets, even if they don't care about the popcorn. Mm -hmm. They just want to be a part of this and collecting the buckets. Yeah, collection. Yeah. Disney's really figured out how to corner the market on collectibles. Yes, they have. It's crazy. Yes. And then the last popcorn bucket I'm going to talk about specifically is the great figment popcorn bucket fiasco of what yeah. was that 2021 it was recent yeah 2022 maybe um where people waited in line for like seven plus hours holy mm-hmm. toledo yeah that was a fascinating moment in human evolution yes what a weird um, thing it really says a lot about like there's very little that i would wait in line for that long yeah. we were at hershey yesterday and um by the way you can still buy a, a figment popcorn bucket on ebay for like 50 bucks which is crazy 50 is not terrible no I i'm know, surprised people still aren't listing them for like 500 well it's because you can get them way more readily now but right. anyway yesterday i was in line for the great bear ride in hershey park and it said it was gonna be 30 minutes and about an hour in i'm i don't know what 80 percent through the line right you and i just close i just bailed yeah i was like i'm not gonna do this any longer i didn't want you i wanted to hang out with you and our daughter and we only had so much time. So waiting in line for seven hours for a popcorn bucket, like, forget it. Right. No, thank you. No, thank you. All right. So let's talk a little bit about where you can find popcorn and some of the 
um, flavors and things that now come along with the popcorn. Because obviously, if you are a Disney fan, you know that we've come a mm-hmm. very long way from just popcorn, standard butter popcorn in a cardboard box. That's right. Um, you can get popcorn at any of the parks, um, the standard butter popcorn in the popcorn carts, but it is actually vegan, even though it is buttered popcorn. Um, it is not, I guess it's not real butter. Yeah. I, I remember we, 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 we realized that when we went I together. I can't believe it's not butter. Come on. <laughs> that was a good one. Come on. That was all right. So it is actually good. vegan. Um, so for all of you who are vegan or dairy free, you are free to eat the popcorn. Then the standard refillable buckets, um, just the plastic ones, are usually $12. And the specialty character buckets are usually between 18 and 25 depends on if it's a special event or what character it is and the demand for that. Um, Hollywood Studios sells seasonal prepackaged popcorn. Like they have the cheddar and caramel mix, Ugh. which is a... Yeah. Steven hates that a lot. Cheddar... But it's a very popular... Cheddar is kind of a Chicago thing, isn't it? I can't remember. I know that I, cheddar is very Chicago, but I, I don't know if the mix of them is. I think that mix is, because mm-hmm. when I think about it, I think about that tin yeah. that has the three sections mm-hmm. where it's regular caramel and cheddar. Oh, that makes me want to jump out of a window. Yeah. That scares me so bad to think about. Steven hates snacks uh-huh. so much. I like, we've talked about it, but I like it plain. Like I, I'll, I'll, do, I'll eat a plain popcorn. I won't complain, yes. but I don't want, if there's cheddar on it. The, I like cheddar popcorn. The um, white cheddar specifically is delicious. Yeah, um, no. The um, exception is kettle corn is good in in, mm-hmm. in moderation, and yes. I do actually like caramel corn or mm-hmm. caramel corn, which we are going to talk about caramel corn mm-hmm. in just a second. Okay. So there's also can seasonal. I, can I ask you a popcorns. quick question? Sure. Are we going to talk about roasty toasties at all? Um, I was not going to specifically bring mm-hmm. that up, but I figured that would come up when we talk about where we okay. like to buy. Maybe we could just popcorn. like. Do a quick little glance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not in my notes, but it's on the part, you know, where we talk about where we like to buy it and what flavor sounds good. That's where I figured it was going to come to. I just wanted to, you know, trust but verify. Good old Roasty Toasty Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a Disneyland special. We'll talk about that in just a few minutes. Um, So there's also seasonal popcorns, like springtime popcorn. They had like a birthday cake flavor. There's holiday popcorns, like peppermint flavor. Um, Pandora in Disney's Animal Kingdom sells a blueberry almond popcorn, which mm-hmm. actually sounds delicious to me. Okay. Main Street um, in Magic Kingdom. I don't know if Main Street in Disneyland does, but I would assume they do as well. They have a ton of prepackaged Main Street flavors like kettle corn, churro, Parmesan garlic, and maple bacon. So some sweet, some savory. And then also you always have the fresh popcorn as well. Um, Galaxy's Edge has an outpost mix. Yes, I've never I've seen it. It's purple and red. I've never Ew. had it before. It's fruit and chili flavored. Yeah. And then they also just have a regular popcorn, which is called Galaxy Green. It's just normal popcorn, but it just brings yeah, up with green. Have you heard dust. about the new banana popcorn they have that Ew. was released a handful of months ago? Ew. No. Yeah, it's a um it's a banana. It's um in Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's called uh, uh I don't know what it's called exactly, but yeah, it has like banana flavoring in it. That's disgusting. That two wilds banana popped grains. This is where I'm with Steven. Don't yeah. get too cute with the popcorn. I mean, people say it tastes good, but yeah, it's I um, don't like banana flavored things. I like banana, uh, just not banana flavored. Oh, things. it has a chocolate popcorn to go with it. So it's like chocolate and banana popcorn. Mm, pass. pass. Jinx. jinx. <laughs> Double jinx. Jinx again. Our per- <laughs> Are you going to start singing Frozen? I was going to, and then I forgot the words to it. 
I think the next would be like our mental synchronization or something. Yeah. I don't. If you said the word synchronization right, that would have been right. Our mental, synch- yep, our mental synchronization. Go. There you go. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about caramel corn. Okay. So we also have the delicious, wonderful caramel corn, of course, in the Germany Pavilion, which has the Werther's logo on the front. Mm-hmm. And then in Canada at the popcorn cart, they have wonderful maple popcorn because, you know, Canadians and maple syrup and whatnot. And then Future World has a gourmet popcorn cart where Mm -hmm. they have flavors like sour cream and chive, cheddar, and buffalo blue cheese. Those all sound like Stephen's worst nightmare. That sounds so bad. So we have the history of popcorn, how it has changed and evolved over the years. Mm -hmm. We have where to get it in Disney, how it started in Disney, Mm -hmm. which we cross-checked ourselves and... We think it was an opening day I, I, treat I'm 90% that sure was not popular was, in Disney yeah. until the 60s. Or it wasn't, at the very least, it wasn't like synonymous with thinking Correct. about Correct. Yep. And then mm-hmm. now we know all the flavors and where you can buy it and yeah. yada, yada, yada. So yada, 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 yada. let's talk about your favorite place to get popcorn. And this is where I will give you the floor to talk about Roasty Toasty Boys. Great. Um, I don't have one because... Uh, I never really ate popcorn a lot growing up in Disney. It wasn't something that was, I don't know. I just never really ate it a lot there. So um, I don't really have a specific place that I like to go. I think, um, you know, I I think that anywhere that suits you is fine in this case. Um, I do like the Roasty Toasties. If you guys don't know what they are, uh, Roasty Toasties are simply, uh, they are these little, um, little like, uh, little rotating characters they're these little characters and they basically hold on to a lever on the um popcorn machine that kind of like turns it and keeps the uh keeps keeps the clock running um and so they're really fun they have a bunch of different kinds like um they have a clown they have a yeti they have a rocketeer they have duke boom um during halloween they bring in oogie boogie um just all kinds of like and then i think a classic like little uh dude with like a pork pie hat on um so they have a lot of, they're really fun. They're only in Disneyland and uh, DCA, uh, but those are really fun to see. And I think that getting popcorn from those stands is just sort of a fun thing to do because they're cool to look at, you know? Um, but other than that, uh, I don't actually have a favorite place to go. I don't really either. Um, what I will say is I much prefer the flavored popcorns oh, no. over standard butter popcorn. Um, I don't actually love popcorn because I hate that it gets stuck in your teeth and then yeah. you get like kernels down in your gums. So it's just a pain. When I was when I was growing up, um, my grandmother used to always make popcorn all the time in her house. So she would do like um, homemade popcorn with you know her kernels and then whatever vegetable oil I suppose, salt, and then um, I think that she had these pans that were just so well seasoned with decades of popcorn in them that they just had this really great taste um and so for me I, I usually will associate popcorn with either being at my grandmother's house as a little kid or going to the theater um you're going to theme parks and getting popcorn isn't something that i typically think of or even like baseball games or you know sporting events and stuff um so you know i mean if you asking me where do i where's my favorite place to get popcorn at disney is kind of like asking me Where's my f- favorite place to get like a, a cup of water or like a Coke at Disney? Right. It's like it doesn't any port in a storm, you know? It doesn't yeah. really matter to me where mm-hmm. I go. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, my first time really getting a popcorn bucket, though, if we can, was um, in our October trip for Halloween. Mm-hmm. We got the Mickey uh, Mummy it was very popcorn cute. bucket. It was a mistake is what it was. It, but it was very cute. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. I threw it on. I know. We probably have so many like Disney listeners whose ears are bleeding hearing me say that I threw that away. If we had been able to properly clean it right when we bought it, we would not have had to throw it away. But it sat in a bag for nearly six months with popcorn grease inside of it. And we could have put it in the sink and let it soak and put it somewhere, I guess. But it just was so specific to Halloween that it's yeah. like we couldn't even like store it with but all I, of our other Disney stuff. I didn't know stuff. what I was going to do with it. Right. It was... It was very cute. Yeah. But what I wish getting... I what I wish we would have done is said, can we buy this popcorn bucket and not and not put popcorn inside of it? Right. Like, can we just have a cardboard box of popcorn mm-hmm. and we'll pay for the bucket separately? Well, the other thing is that um, the other thing is that, like, it's not easy to get your hands into. So you kind of have to stop what you're doing. Right. Open up the back pull out the popcorn, jiggle it around to get it out of the ears and all the weird spaces that the popcorn hides. And when you close the little latch, it crunches the popcorn. Yeah, it does. It really does. I don't know. It's perhaps, The popcorn buckets are not for me. I perhaps mean, I, other ones are less messy. Yeah, like the R2-D2 one, the head came right off. It just kind of, and then right. you know, the head came off. Um, but the ones where you have to like, for the Simba one, for instance, is very popular. Right. Same thing. You have to kind of, you know, undo his back and then reach right. your hand in there like it's a puppet. Yep. You know, um, except the very hard plastic puppet. Right. And uh, it's just not a joyous experience for me to do that. Yeah, no, thank you. What I do like, like I said, is like the plastic round buckets are cool. Yeah, the plastic, like classic 90s mm-hmm. ones. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I think those are pretty cool and they, they definitely get the job done. Which you can still buy, like I said, yeah. for a cheaper price right. than the character bucket. I should have so. got one of those yes. instead. That would be fine. Looking yes. back. Okay. What flavor would you like to try if you could stomach a flavor of popcorn other than regular buttery popcorn? Which um, flavor do you think you would be willing to try? I am going to pull up a list really quick that talks about the different flavors. Because... So you would probably try the caramel corn in the Germany Pavilion, right? Yeah, I would. I would. I would. Um, Let's see. While you're thinking and looking, I would try for sure the prepackaged Pandora one. That's mm-hmm. the blueberry almond. I think that sounds amazing. I, I think so I would definitely try that one. I think so. I already know what what caramel corn is like. I've had it a right. bunch. My mom used to make it for Halloween. It was kind of like one of those things my family did. Yeah. Um, I think the maple popcorn would be interesting in Canada. Yes, that one sounds simple enough. Yeah. Yes, I think I think I would I would be I would be, my my heart would be open to that. And what flavor sounds terribly gross to you? Probably um, probably the banana chocolate one, but I don't really like banana flavored things very much. I think like 10 of the ones that we've mentioned sound gross to me. Do you remember uh, Runts, the candies, and they had like the, oh, were, like, yeah, the fruit yeah, yeah. flavored Runts and uh-huh. they had the bananas? Yep. I always tossed those. I would put them in a pile and not eat those ones. Yes, gross. Sometimes the orange ones too, because they've tasted very artificial. Yeah. Um, it's hard but to I'm do just not... flavored fruit things when it's not the actual yeah. fruit. Or like when you would get like banana popsicles. Remember those? Ew. Yeah. Just. The banana Laffy Taffy. Always yeah, skipped yeah, out. Yeah. So Gross. for me, it's, you know. If, you're, if you're already working with lemon, if you're already working with yellow, just do lemon. Right. 
Lemon right? is great. And lemon flavored things are usually great because it's probably brilliant. really yeah. easy to use lemon juice to flavor things. Banana and popcorn jelly beans? No thanks. Blech. Those are the worst. Like I said last time, popcorn smells like pee. The popcorn jelly beans, gross. But popcorn is good in, in the right situation. Right. I think that popping a bag of popcorn at home is a little bit of an offense to the house. I like kettle corn at home. hmm Yeah. I think microwavable kettle corn is actually pretty good. Yeah, I just don't like the way it stinks up the house very much. I just don't think kettle corn makes as big of a nasty smell. That's true. Well, you're not than regular like perfuming your home in artificial butter. Correct. Right? Gross. Um, the flavor that I think sounds the most gross mm-hmm. is probably the... The one number two, you think? Either the outpost mix, which is the fruit and chili, or maybe the buffalo blue cheese. You don't like blue I cheese at all. So not I not like blue cheese at yeah. all. I love buffalo. Mm-hmm. Buffalo with ranch, yeah. one of the best combinations of flavors mm-hmm. on anything. I think bluff- buffalo with buffalo. I think, um, <laughs> I think buffalo with blue cheese is much better. It's a much better. I totally understand how people like buffalo with blue cheese Mm -hmm. because I think if you like blue cheese, it would pair really well with buffalo. I just can't. Blue cheese is like. Mm -hmm. I get it. I get it. Blue cheese has to be. Blue cheese for me has to be in the right circumstance as well. Like I don't really like a a blue cheese burger very much typically because it really. It's just so smelly. Well, it overwhelms the flavor of the burger quite a bit. So if you get like a black and blue burger or something, you kind of end up with. Yeah, it just really overwhelms the flavor of it. But, I mean, Correct. it's not bad. So Correct. Okay. Today, mm-hmm. instead of trivia, okay, I have a BuzzFeed quiz for you. Hmm, I like that. I like you the sound ready? of that. Yeah, okay. So you can't get anything wrong. We're going to have to link this in the show notes. People we definitely will. Check it out. You can't get anything wrong because Good. you're just picking your options, okay? So let's see. Let's do it. Which Disney park food matches your personality? Okay. Are you ready? Let's do it. Yeah. Choose a Disney park ride. Splash Mountain, Space Mountain, Tower of Terror, Small World, Soarin', or Pirates. There's so many. So many good ones. Um, does it specify which park? No, it doesn't. Doesn't really. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to say Pirates, but the one on Disneyland. Okay. Okay. Choose a Pixar character. Mm-hmm. Sully. Disgust, Dory, Edna Mode, Doug, or Miguel? I don't like that list. It's a random list. Um, I'm going to say Sully, I guess. They're like all secondary characters except for Miguel. Sully's a, Sully's a, a character. He is. But, um, but he's, a, he's a half A character. Yeah, he's, he's in a duo. I'm going to say Sully. Okay. Pick an original Disney character. So it's Mickey and Friends. Okay. Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, Pluto, or Daisy? I'm going to go with Mickey. Pick a fictional Disney location. Neverland, Arendelle, Zootopia, Beast's Castle, Hundred Acre Wood, or Wonderland? Ooh. Um, Zootopia seems like it has a lot going on. Zootopia would be super fun to visit. Yeah. Agree. Okay, picks. Whoa. Picks a Pixar movie. Picks a Pixar movie, okay. <laughs> Pick a Pixar movie. Nemo, uh-huh. Incredibles, Coco, Inside Out, Toy Story, or Up. Boy, they did me wrong on that one. You love Toy Story. I know, but Ratatouille should be on the I list. Know. Uh, I'll go with Toy Story. 
choose a Disney or Pixar character to meet at the park. So which meeting can I just say that none? Mickey, Pooh uh-huh. and Tigger, Russell, Mary Poppins, Woody and Buzz, or Joy and Sadness. Uh, Mickey, Mickey again, I guess. And finally, pick a Disney song. Whole New World, Let It Go, Hakuna Matata, Be Our Guest, You'll Be In My Heart, or I'll Make a Man Out of You. I think I'm going to go with You'll Be In My Heart for a very, very specific reason. So just to give you guys a little background, that is our song for our dog. Yeah. So when we were uh, kidless and we were... You can pull up the results. You can tell me in just I a minute. I did pull them up. Yep. Um, when we were kidless, the year we got married, uh, we adopted this beautiful little Pekingese mix. Um, she's from Kuwait, and uh, she's from a nonprofit that rescues dogs from the Middle East, which is very cool. And um, I love her. She's my she's my precious baby. And uh, we dropped her off for the very first time at a, at a like a little like of, a boarding place when we were going on yeah, vacation. Yeah, like like a boarding place. Um, and I was really kind of sad about it because I miss my dog. And as we were driving back home from our trip, Paige was playing random Disney music and uh, You'll Be In My Heart by the Phil Collins came on. Uh, the great Phil Collins came on and uh, I, I got emotional about it because I missed my dog. And the lyrics were so perfect. Yeah. So we sing them to her sometimes and every time we hear the song we think of it. And now that I have like a human child and not just a fur child, it, it, it puts it in a different perspective because I love my dog, but. It's a different kind of love. I don't feel the same kind of like heartache of right. being away from my dog. Right. That I it's did a different have, kind of love. I, I love my She sleeps in bed with me every night. She's my best uh, best girl. But Yes. And now we have um, two dogs, so we share dogs. the love. They're both, they're both my best girls Yes. Now. They're so sweet. Okay. Although I like to, to joke that I have a main dog and a backup dog. Steven's main dog and backup dog is very offensive because the backup dog really became like my dog when we got her. Well, she, and, and since we've had a baby, she's become more of my dog because- right. I love both of my dogs equally. It's just a funny joke. Correct. That yep, some yep. people might take the wrong way. So don't don't yes. don't write me letters. We love both of our dogs equally and also we love our human child. Yeah. It's as like as much um, as you could it's love a like, human child. Uh, it's like Orwell's animal farm, you know? We all animals are equal, but some are more equal than others. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> On that note, would you like to know which Disney snack matches your personality? Yeah, what snack am I? Do you have a guess? I think it's gonna tell me I'm a churro or something. Okay. Or popcorn, maybe. Okay, let's see. Because I chose a lot of classic answers. Okay. Yes, you chose a lot of classic answers, and therefore, you are the iconic Mickey bar. Okay, great. You're as classic as they come. You're dependable, sweet, and introverted. While it takes you a while to Mm. warm up to new people, once they crack your hard exterior, they're a friend for life. And then once you warm up, you melt and are (laughs) ruined, so... I think you are like a Mickey bar. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, that's great. That was fun. I don't know how they knew I was an introvert, though, but... Yeah, that's pretty cool. BuzzFeed. Cool. They know you. Mm-hmm. Maybe the characters you pick? No, Sully is definitely not an introvert. Um. Yes, he is. He's more introverted than Mike. Mike's more of the extrovert. I know. Yes. Have you seen um, Monsters University? Well, yeah, but he was, yeah, but he was like, um, he was like the big jock on campus. Yes. But he wasn't a Super huge... social. Yeah, but as he got older, you know. But he liked being around people. Because remember, introverted and extroverted is not like just I know, it's not your personality. Social... It's where you recharge. Correct. Which I feel like Sully was more himself when he was around other people. No, I think that he was putting on an act because he was a Sullivan and there's a lot expected from him. 
are we going to do an entire episode yeah, no. about personality so, types yeah, of Pixar we could. characters? Um, no, he he was a Sullivan, so there's a lot expected of him. And so therefore he had the, you know, he had the um, varsity jacket. He was the big man on campus. But when he and Mike, like, were in the real world in that cabin, he's like, between you and me, I'm terrified. I'm not good at this. So he was like, deep down, you know, he didn't feel like he had what it took. because So he's a type four. Yeah. So there you he's go. He's an Enneagram four. Probably. He is for sure. And Mike's like a seven. Yes. Or a three. Mike's probably a three. Yes, he's a three. Yeah. Yep. So anyways, that's that's my thought on it. Um, he's an introvert for sure. Wow. Yeah. Mind blown. Yep. Oh. Well, that's all I have for you. That's it? That's all the stuff about popcorn and and now you know you're just like a classic Mickey bar. Sweet. Just um, hard on the outside and soft on the inside. <laughs> yeah. Also kind of like a churro, you know? Yes. Just like a churro too. Great. Uh, I guess that's going to wrap it up for us. Um, Paige, thank you so much for doing all that great research for uh, for this little series here. I don't know if we're going to have – do we have more snacks we're going to cover or is that I sort of TBD? For, I think for this year that's going to be our gonna snack be it for series. Snacks. Okay. We'll have to save some snacks for in the future. Yeah, true. Um, we have taken a hard stance, I think, on the direction that we want to take the show. And we're really liking sort of more of this educational feel. I think it's fun. Yeah, you kind of look. You, you look like at me it. very like confused for a second. No, no, no. Like, I'm, I'm just. I was pondering as you were talking uh-huh. because I was trying to like brainstorm about what other series yeah. I'm thinking about. But I think I. It seems like mm-hmm. our listeners have been receptive to this. Yeah, style. And we've been at it for a little over a year now, and I think it, it it can take a little bit of time to kind of find your footing with like who you are as a show and what your identity is. Um, and I feel like. This has been really good for us as a direction. And I so, think mixing the educational series mm-hmm. with interview series yeah. mixed with occasionally throwing in a this or that episode. Yeah. You know, we're yeah. we're still the same Stephen and Paige we were when we started. Mm-hmm. We just have kind of found our lane, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. And one of the things that we would love to kind of look into is have some guests on for different types of, of, of knowledge series or whatever. Yeah. You know, like um, if we talk about, you know, different parks or different types of ride histories or different kinds of resorts, I think there's a lot of room for having some some of our friends on who could talk to us about, you know, some of their specific loves and, and interests and bring their own insight to the table, too. So, um, yeah, like we said, that's that's uh, that's going to wrap it up for us, guys. Thank you again for listening, um, for supporting the show, all of you. Um, once again, we are sponsored uh, by our friends over at Deep Cut. Uh, you can get 10% off your first order of their record displays and accessories uh, with the code TPA10 at checkout. You can find us online at theparksacademypod.com as well as on Instagram where we do a lot of our uh, interaction at the Parks Academy there. Um, and finally, if you guys would uh, be kind enough to leave us some positive words and a nice review on um, Apple Podcasts, uh, that, would, that would go a really long way. Um, it uh, really helps us to, uh, you know, hear from you and, and understand what direction we want to continue taking the show. And, of course, we'll read it on air for you and, and give you a little shout out for for your kindness and um, for taking the time out of your day to, to share with us um, what you feel and what you like about our show. Um, that's it. That's all there is to it. So uh, what? Start in Canada, start in Adventureland. Adventureland.